Hell isn't where you go when you die. It's what you become when everything you love has been taken away. Hello and welcome to episode 272 of Under the Cull of MS. A little quote from Into the Badlands, season two. Today's going to be a comics, multiple sclerosis, and whatever else kind of day. I'm going to start out by talking about Into the Badlands, special number one from November 2015. I believe I picked this up at that little Cowabunga Con. This is interesting. It was a story about a father and a son being controlled by a menacing wannabe lord uh, character that controls everything and the society that they live in, how the head mutilator gets everything. They have to farm for him and feed them and take care of them, and then they got to live on potatoes all their life. (laughs) Uh, And surprisingly, like society today and every day, and at all times, there's they have the numbers, but yet they don't have the brains, and the ones that are using their brains are the ones that are destroying everybody else and running the country. And these characters, the father just wants the son to follow rules and live the crappy life that he's been handed because he feels he doesn't deserve anything better and his son should feel the same way. And that's just wrong. So the son eventually takes things into his own hands and tries to find ways into a higher position instead of being a lonely farmer that Lowly farmer, I should say, not lonely, lowly. <laughs> farmer that just takes the shit, gets abused, lives with it, and accepts that as his role in society. But eventually, you can either live that role, or you can step up and try and do something about it. You may step up and die. You may step up and prevail. You may step up and just become a darker version of your self. Never know what's going to happen. But if you choose to make that leap, you got to make it. And you got to make it strong. And you got to do it. Don't back off. Don't think twice. Just go for it. And you'll have to read this to find out. It's a good TV series. I only watched the first couple episodes. I never even never finished it yet. I would like to go back and watch all of it. But uh, I enjoyed the little bit that I did see when I did check it out. Just figured I'd get back to it in the future. But in all actuality, I'd rather read it anyways. So if they do have a basically the same series story line concept in comics. I'd rather read the comics than watch the series anyways. So. But we'll see what happens. See which one I come across first. And then I did a big deep dive on a bunch of suicide squads. I got a stack of them that 
are just random ones all over the place. Looks like these first few that I'm checking out are from 2002. Looks like an original run. Doesn't look like volume two, three, four, or anything like that. Looks like the first run, possibly, at that time. But this is Suicide Squad in 2002. The covers meet the Earth's new landlords. And in here, you're we're de dealing with suicide group of characters for the Suicide Squad, consisting of characters like Major Disaster, Killer Frost, Deadshot, which seems to be in a lot of the Suicide Squad groups. So he must be doing some serious jail time to constantly be going back into missions for the Suicide Squad. Got Black Star and you got Reaction. This was my introdu in first introduction to Black Star, Reaction, and Major Disaster. I've seen Killer Frost and Deadshot before. But you see him on a mission, as usual, trying to find something that's going on, get their butts in there. And get the intel that they need to get their hands on to make, uh, what's her name, the head of the Suicide Squad happy. Uh, it was fun seeing this group since I didn't know most of them. And we're also dealing with like a flag character that's in a wheelchair. And a computer technician type character in this group. We go into, that was number eight. This is, and then I go to issue 10. <laughs> I skip over an issue. But surprisingly, you could easily get through all this. No problem with skipping issues here and there because they don't really get that far in between the issues I've noticed because as I'll be going through these I jump some I'll have like four four issues missing in between two comics and it pretty much catches you right back up where you need to be but yeah here we get a couple characters the, the character in the wheelchairs rock and uh, he's going to meet up with Bulldozer. And Bulldozer is the one in the wheelchair. And this rock character is coming in to talk him into doing something. We get a J. Jo Jonah James Jameson character in here talking to another guy about some other issues going on. And you get to see how they cross over. <laughs> and I don't know who this J. Jonah Jameson looking character is, but he's could easily be a young uh, J.J. 
but I don't think he is. He's some other character trying to talk someone into doing something for him. Basically, the military uh, members are basically getting back together to basically go back in time. They go into a they go on a mission that requires time travel back to like prehistoric times and stuff, and you gotta see what what they all go through. Uh, then we jump over to issue twelve. Which, in this one, we see our same characters, a lot of them. Still dealing with problems, trying to figure out things going on with everything. And we have this young little blonde gal that's kind of trying to talk the suicide crew into doing some stuff for her. And... Basically, she's trying to build a new task force. Basically saying, Task Force X is done with. Now we're going to do Task Force Omega. And she's working with characters like Killer Frost, Deadshot again. And then we also got Hawkman, Star Spangled Kid, Power Girl, and Wildcat. Which was another variety of interesting characters that I didn't know much beyond Hawkman. And then, of course, Killer Frost and Deadshot. Uh, but you get to see their little click, the things they're dealing with. Uh, Hawkman's got a little more upper arm, upper hands in this. And... get deeper into the Suicide Squad's whole base operations, their layout. We get a little deeper into who's in control of what and what's going on with everything. With the company in this one. Uh, when we... It's just driving me nuts that my brain is not bringing her name to fruition. I got Harcourt stuck in my head, and that's not what I'm looking for. I was actually surprised with uh, Hawkman and the roles and positions that he played through here. Uh, Of course... Have some issues with escapees and things going on with people getting take, taken out left and right here. Uh, this one character's kind of got, like a, I think she's got shape-shifting abilities, but she's a character that they got locked up that they're dealing with, and she does some things to get herself into trouble in here and, and of course got to read find out because otherwise I'm just going to give everything away in these storylines. But I like that. I, I do want to get deeper into that. 
Suicide Squad run. And then we checked out. I checked out. I don't know why I keep saying we. The new Suicide Squad annual number one. And here we get the feel of Boomerang being kind of a well, Boomerang kind of disappointed me in some of these comics. But we start out with a variety of characters with powers that are stuck in tubes that they're filling full of water and killing off and Boomerang's in one of the tubes about to be killed off and the reverse flash shows up and a bunch of things happen. Uh, we get to see Harley kind of going through one of her mental breakdowns after she took out a lot of characters in front of a bunch of kids. So she's all depressed at the moment because that, yeah, things going on with Flag and Manta. And then Reverse Flash finding Harley the way she was. and Trying to figure out what's going on, why they had to go through what they did, and why they're imprisoning kids with powers and anybody they could find with powers and torturing them and Dead shots in here, of course. Again, part of the group still. <laughs> it's like, just seems like he's always part of the group. Some poor bastard gets a bunch of Bane, Bane juice dumped on him, and he's going to end up being some interesting character in the future. We get to see Flash dealing with some type of strange alien character that he has to try and help and figure out and it's just this was a very fun interesting group of characters for the Suicide Squad a lot of colorful characters <laughs> a lot of interesting uh, abilities on characters that I didn't know like the alien one but yeah it's the new Suicide Squad annual from DC Comics. Number one, it was a lot of fun. I want to see more of that storyline where it went to. And then we jumped on the Suicide Squad. This is during the DC Universe Rebirth storyline that was going on, which I don't know much anything about. I don't think I ever did really delve into that one at all. Uh, not seeing a... Oh, there we go. Oh, they're not helping me with this either. They're making it hard to figure that out, too. Basically, it's by DC Comics, and we got a lot of names in here, but I ain't finding no damn years. So that doesn't help me. Okay, Suicide Squad from early April 2017. So this is like 2000, really 2016 to 2018 run, or maybe it's still going to this day. 
I'm not sure who how long this one has gone on for, but uh, we're dealing with, oh, let's see, let's see if I can guess who some of these characters are without, without searching it up. It looks like Killer Croc. But he doesn't look like Killer Croc back in the day. They're in Tibet. We got Harley Quinn. We got Deadshot. We got Boomerang. Katana. Uh, Hargrave, the wizard sorceress. She's in here. And they're an interesting crew. I, I like this crew too because uh, Harcourt's the evil blonde head head of the crew. And she's working with Hack, which this character I love. I'd love to see more, more from her. But in this issue, it's she has to deal with another entity that's kind of breaking into into the Suicide Squad's mainframe. And she's got to find a way to get in there and find out what the entity's doing, how, what they're getting into, and she has to stop it. Line to line, we see lots of things going on with Harley Quinn, of course. Lots of fun things. And I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, that was issue 11. I checked out issue 12. I checked out issue 13. The story just keeps going on with all these characters. Going through portals, traveling through time, people dying again, and just... Lots of issues happening throughout and doing what they can with the entities. Uh, we get people that die and don't die. Director Waller's the one that I was trying to think of earlier. I don't know why her name constantly slips my brain. And she's so damn prevalent with the Suicide Squad. You can't think Suicide Squad without her. But Harley goes through a bunch of sad times again. A bunch of things happen that she's not accepting. She's not happy with. People turn on each other. Of course. And without paying attention to what the real things are that are going on behind everybody doing what they're doing. We get into issue 14. We got this entity that's building his own squad, trying to take the squad back and 
go back after Waller and the whole Suicide Squad clan. And he has control of uh, Katana and uh, uh, the good boy soldier. <laughs> just said his name earlier. That's a bad day today. I just, I've been running all day. That's why I'm getting the podcast off late. And of course, I wanted to get something out. So I could get a podcast out today because I don't know what tomorrow's going to offer because we have more stuff going on with family and everything else. So, but Flag, that's who I'm thinking of. But uh, Harley and Flag have a little relationship thing going on, and she gets gets a little upset and angry when he gets kidnapped by this other entity and this guy's got like Manticore and Jaculi and Deadshot and some other he's basically building his own squad and then I skipped a couple and got into issue 17, 18, and 19 and all of a sudden, we have Zod in here. Waller got her hands on Zod from Superman. And so, we got a character from Krypton, and he's controlling all these people now. And building the clan. And Waller's like, okay, I thought I could control Zod by putting a well, she put like a kryptonite bomb in his head. <laughs> he just has all these plans, goes through all this stuff. They deal with these really strange characters that I don't know nothing about. But uh, you got they're in they they're in Tunguska. And there's this one character that's kind of like a giant bomb with a head helmet on. And he's just, if you uh, expose his face to the atmosphere, he's just going to blow. And that happens with getting his shell cracked. We also get to see this Cosmonaut character, which is a character with a giant hammer for a head. This Tankograd, which is a giant tank-sized human robot that attacks them. Uh, They just, apparently this group of characters were hiding out and the squad was sent in to get them out of there, take them out, and they find a ton of characters with powers that are locked up in cells and they're like let us out get us out of here we don't want to be in here and they deal with things in ways that they can and lots of things happen and harley and flag get a little deeper and deeper into their relationships and eventually we get to see this big 
black orb that Zod kind of controls that has apparently a bunch of people that were tormented in his homeland back in the day or their souls are all trapped in this orb and he controls them all their souls and it's just it becomes an issue. Zod decides to take his brain bomb out of his head by using his laser eyes and cutting his skull open himself and getting it out. And he does, and then he has access to his powers and no one can control him. So he's going off, and they're like, Well, you gotta take him out, or he's gonna take out everybody and wipe out the earth with his big black ball of death. That he's going to unleash upon society. And we get to see some of the characters come out of the ball. And then we get to see Cyborg Superman and the Eradicator come to get Zod to join forces with them. So they can take out Superman. And tons of stuff happens. It just gets so chaotic in there. I really want to know where it ends up. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I got got way behind so oh with having those gaps in there and stuff, I got a lot of issues to catch up on to figure out where certain things went and happened. But yeah, they're all they're all fun to read just the way they were. It didn't matter. I got enough storyline from it all that I could enjoy. And then last one was Suicide Squad Black Files number one. And this one came from, uh, we're not going to get it. I don't know why they don't put it on here like they used to. It looks like 2018 maybe. But in here we got Katana dealing with uh, basically Cobra from uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah, Katana trying to find out about some hidden... Um, encampment in a mountain where they got this big ship and they're doing all this stuff and Katana jumps in and gets in there and it's got the Cobra symbols from the G.I. Joe and stuff like that all over the place so you know it's G.I. Joe related and I'm like alright they got uh, crossovers with all this stuff going on to but we get to see Waller's little group here. You got basically Katana, Deadshot, uh, his name just won't stay in my head. Mr. Goody Two Shoes that was making out with Harley. <laughs> Yeah, heart, heart, heart grove or Harkness, Harkness, I think her name is Agatha Harkness or whatever. I, I know someone's yelling at me right now saying the names. Uh, Boomerang's in here, Harley's in here. It's a fun group. Again, watching them deal with their things, taking out. The Cobra Kai, 
Korikai. Korikon. Oh, excuse me, I'm wiped out. Characters, and we get to see how this Katana in her younger days dealing with someone else that had powers that she lives with. Uh, I guess it wasn't really the younger days. It was basically around now, but we get to see some of her lifestyle and what's going on with her life. And her roommate that she has, her cat, <laughs> and all that. You get to see see her husband, boyfriend that's locked in her sword's blade, stuck in that dimension. And you get deeper into the details of Katana, which is nice to have uh, we get to play around with uh, meeting characters like oh god I want to say dead man and uh, I got a wizard in here we got a ghost type character I'm just so bad with all these names. I should really write this stuff down, but you get to see a guy lay out the cards for Waller, the, the characters that she's going to have to put together. He wants this... Okay, I don't know where I got cut off. I wasn't paying attention to my timer. But basically, Suicide Squad Black Files, it's one of six. It's a six-issue miniseries. Really enjoyable. I have one and three through six, so I stopped at one until I can pick up number two. And then I'll finish that one off. And I'm looking forward to it. Lots of characters that pop in and out of that one so check that out if you like those at all that's by dc universe uh i think we're going to talk about fatigue i got a little article here that talks about six different types of fatigue and of course let's start right away with that oh, that's the white Hello, annoying telemarketer. You're on WKRB live on the air. What can I do for you today? How you want to ruin my life? <laughs> yes, I am, and you are on my podcast live. <laughs> yes, I know this already. Yeah, I knew it before you. <laughs> All right, bye. That was my pain in the ass wife, but I still had to give her the telemarketer spiel <laughs> calling to tell me that my medication went through because I had to do a yearly re-update for a script that I have. Something to want to go off anyways, so <laughs> didn't matter to me whether or not I got it or not. So I just needed to somehow wean myself off it. 
Well, okay, we're looking at fatigue. See, they got social fatigue here. This is a fatigue one might feel after speaking to a person or many people for an extended period. Fatigue might occur after speaking in person, especially when going out or traveling to meet up, which requires more energy. Responding to text messages or comments on social media can also cause a person to feel fatigued. Additionally, video calls are a new way of communicating and require a whole new level of energy, especially for those who aren't tech savvy. Setting up a call and appearing on a screen might cause someone to feel stressed. Social fatigue may make us feel overwhelmed, stressed, and wiped out, which affects our energy levels. Now, social, certain social fatigue. Also, when I'm tired and weaker at points, I'll go into full body spasms. When I'm around a larger group of people and I'm talking a lot and thinking a lot and my brain's overly active, I'll just basically start to get into get into spasticity issues and the shakes and the cramping and stuff like that. We'll start to act up more along with the fatigue. So that's always extra bonuses and extra annoyances that I can deal with at times. There's emotional fatigue, which entails the times we've felt sadness, anger, depression, or frustration for an extended period. And when we're sad and cry a lot, or our, our eyes hurt, and your t- body's tired, and wiped out, and the more depressed you are, the more pain and fatigue your body can feel at times. So... You gotta watch out not that you get so depressed and down that you're just left feeling pretty wiped of energy and just full of tears and sad and depressed. And it's just not a good thing. <laughs> Go smile on that face, do some meditating, cheer yourself up if possible. Just remember, stress is bad for us, so we don't need that extra extra trauma in our life if we don't have to. There's physical fatigue, which follows physical activity. It can come from having a shower, prepping a meal, or going for a run. It doesn't matter anything that you do physically. You can be wiped out from and may have to lay down, may have to take a break. But, I mean, physical activity can help us sleep better, but it also can wear us down more. So you got to be careful with not overexerting, overexhausting yourself. Because uh, we can basically feel wiped out and exhausted even when we're not doing anything. So... You put extra physical activity on top of that and things can get worse and rougher on us. There's pain fatigue, which pain may have caused a bad night's sleep leading to fatigue the next day. Trying to explain that pain to someone else can be tiring also. 
which can prompt emotional fatigue. <laughs> so it's like, why even bother? Just say, just say I'm having a bad day today. Or I'm having some issues today or whatever. Just don't cause me to have more pain. Don't worry about it. It's like, you're not a doctor. You're not going to have answers for me. You're going to have answers that don't relate anything to a person with MS, but you think you know stuff. Just let us deal with things in our ways. Talk to our people and find out what works best for them and maybe try some of those things or whatever to try and get beyond it. There's mental fatigue. This comes from expending a lot of mental energy. Examples like me today with all this stuff going on and now trying to do a podcast. My brain is already wiped out and I can't bring to memory the things I need to. uh, But things like doing puzzles, problem solving answering questions after doing those types of activities, stuff like that. It's common to feel more cognitive symptoms such as brain fog. Uh, If you do these types of things late at night, your brain might find it hard to switch off and then you're laying in bed and can't go to sleep and your brain's talking to you all night long and it's just going to give you more fatigue issues. And then there's chronic illness fatigue. Sometimes there's no other explanation for what makes us feel fatigued than chronic illness. Damage to the brain or spinal cord in different areas might result in fatigue. Uh, research using MRIs has shown that people with MS use more energy than the average person because our minds must work twice as hard to find new ways to send messages, which causes fatigue because we got all those holes in our nerves and all that myelin just letting the sparks go flying all over the place. Uh, Damage to the central nervous system can lead to what is called primary fatigue Secondary fatigue, which is caused by factors related to MS, could be to blame for a lack of energy, bladder problems, and incontinence. Cause us to use more energy to get to the bathroom, especially at night. Muscle spasms, stiffness, pain, or depression also use up energy and may affect our bodies differently. Additionally, medication side effects can cause fatigue. So it's like every everywhere you look, there's some type of issue that can add on to our already known issues. But personally, as far as fatigue goes, there is no good. I haven't found nothing great to overall eliminate issues with it. But You can do things like I start my day out with my, well, now I'm down to like a half a cup of coffee. Coffee's just chasing like shit this past year. I can't, don't know what's going on, but yet I have something we'll be talking about in the near future. 
MS related and wanted an MS podcast talking about reasons why taste buds are shot because of MS. But uh, what I've been doing is I'll put a good heaping tablespoon of MCT oil in my coffee in the morning to try and get a little energy burst from that. I take uh, between the flaxseed oil, the vitamin D, the vitamin B. Now I got a B complex that I'm doing along with my B12. Uh, the flaxseed oil, the krill oil. I mean, there's just so many different things that I take for my 8 a.m. and my 2 p.m. pills. I take in those chunks, but still, many days by 4 o'clock, I'm dead, dead in the water, falling asleep. Uh, another thing we'll be talking about here in the upcoming next couple of weeks, uh, I am doing testing with Delta 9, 8, Delta 9, and Delta 10. THC and CBD products, uh, different types, and I had some surprising results from a couple things so far that gave me more uh, more cognitive energy, more physical ambition, uh, got me going a little bit more. Got I got more stuff done. Well, I was doing certain things, but then other things made the fatigue worse. So it's like, it's a lot of testing. And you can honestly say that by the time you're done testing, you can have a year, year's time wasted. Because you can't just try something and then go on to the next thing, and go on to the next thing. It's like you got to try something, take that thing out of the equation, and then when your body's got it out of your, out of its system, then you go on to the next thing and try that, see how it goes, take that equation. And then you work, you keep track of all the stuff, and then you go to the next layer of things and the next layer of things. And then eventually you start adding the things together and sometimes they can counteract with each other and cause problems then, whereas they didn't cause problems before. And it's That's the hard part. It's like there, it would be nice if there was just an easy, okay, do this diet or take this pill or do this and it'll cure all your problems. It's just not out there. I, I haven't found it. I've tried a lot of freaking things. And most of them just got sick of wasting my time on them and got off them because it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't stop yawning. Uh, it's like you sit there and try things and get things working and they'll be working for a while and all of a sudden then they stop again. Uh, if you got sleep issues and sleep fatigue and problems sleeping and stuff, you can look into sleep disorder 
uh, testing and get yourself possibly put on a CPAP machine. I will admit the CPAP machine seems to knock me out quicker, put me to sleep quicker. But I was on it for over a year and I haven't seen nothing fatigue wise that really impressed me with it. I was off it for a few days again, but, and I actually felt like I slept deeper <laughs> without it. So I'm constantly adjusting it, waking up and hearing it and knowing it's there and listening to it. And so I don't know. I go back and forth, but it helps some people, a lot of people. So if it works for you, try that. Uh, you can get on Ritalin. Uh, <laughs> uh, today's terrible for memory. I just, uh, I don't know. There's a variety of different medications you can try out like Ritalin and stuff. Uh, There's different types of over-the-counter medications you can try. Different types of oils and tinctures and mixes. And they have smelling things you can try now and stuff. I don't know. I just, I haven't had luck with them. So if you have luck with something, great. Write it down. Make sure you don't lose it. <laughs> Keep track of those things that actually helped. And hopefully you can build yourself a routine. Eventually in the future, that'll keep you going decent. And something you can handle and enjoy. Uh, this time of year, I love my tea. So I've been stocking up on drinking tea in the afternoon, evening again. And eventually get back to my... Uh, homemade tea but with the teas i just been doing uh, i'll do my tea with my cbd uh, honey i'll put that in there and a little bit of lemon and then after i let the tea bag seep for a half hour underneath a lid then i'll uh squeeze them out, toss them, and I'll throw a tablespoon or so of chia seeds in my tea to help with my gut biomes. It's like chia seeds are those tiny little black seeds from the chia plant. You can get a big bag of them cheap, last for a while. Last a long time. Uh, it's actually from the ancient Mayan word for strength. Chia seeds contain large amounts of fiber and omega-3 fatty acids, plenty of high-quality protein, and several essential minerals and antioxidants. It just amaze me because all they are is tiny little <laughs> seeds. There's not much to them. They may improve digestive health, blood levels of heart-healthy omega-3s, and risk factors for heart disease and diabetes. 
They are small, flat, and oval-shaped with a shiny and smooth texture. Their color ranges from white to brown or black. These seeds are highly versatile. They can be soaked and added to porridge. They can be made in pudding, used in baked goods, or simply sprinkled on top of salads or yogurt. Because of their ability to absorb liquid and form a gel, they can also be used to thicken sauces or as an egg replacement. Never heard of using them as an egg replacement. Uh, the nutrients in 3.5 ounces of chia seeds are 486 calories, which I don't know why they're high in calories like that. Uh, 6% water, 16.5 grams protein, 42.1 grams carbs, 0 grams sugar, 34.4 grams fiber, 30.7 grams fat, which is consisted of Saturated, monosaturated, polyunsaturated, omega-3, omega-6, and trans fats. They're also free of gluten. More than 80% of the carb content is in the form of fiber. One of the unique characteristics of chia seeds is their high, high contact content of heart health Heart-healthy omega-3 fatty acids. I can't speak today. Can't think, can't speak, can't talk, can't walk, can't shit, can't spit. <laughs> uh, about three-quarters of the chia seeds consist of the omega-3 alpha-linolenic acid, ALA, while about 20% consist of omega-6 fatty acids. And, uh, yeah, 19% protein. Uh, chia seeds are packed with fiber and among the best plant-based sources of omega-3 fatty acids, which have numerous health benefits. They're also lowered with quality protein. Uh, chia seeds are an excellent source of many essential minerals, but a poor source of vitamins. They are high in manganese, phosphorus, copper, selenium, iron, magnesium, and calcium. Uh, chia seeds contain many powerful antioxidants that may reduce your risk of chronic illnesses, such as heart disease and cancer. And they're just packed full of stuff for being such tiny little seeds. They have numerous benefits, including lowering blood pressure, improved blood sugar control, and higher fiber and omega-3 levels. The adverse effects. Chia seeds are generally considered safe to eat, and few to no adverse effects have been reported from consuming them. However, to avoid possible digestive side effects, drink plenty of water. When eating them, especially if they have not been pre-soaked, because they probably stick to your stomach lining, I would think, if they weren't soaked, because they puff up and get kind of like tapioca seedy. Uh, chia seeds generally do not cause any adverse effects. However, they may have blood thinning effects in large doses, and they contain a plant compound 
that can reduce mineral absorption. So if you're on a blood thinner, you might want to check it out. But other than that, they're pretty healthy for you. They're awesome. I like putting them in my tea. Uh, they have some interesting chia pudding recipes, which I have yet to try. I want to try those out sometime. But I'm pretty basic. I like my rice pudding and stuff. So I'm simple with that. I don't go crazy on puddings. But yeah, check those out. I like, I love chia seeds. They're good for keeping your stomach regular and cleaning out your system. And if you add those plus apple cider vinegar to your diet and stick to the olive oils and the good avocado oils and things like that, and just those few things can keep your gut pretty regular, and that's good things to have in your diet if you use different mixes, concoctions for them. I talk about my salad dressing that uses the extra virgin olive oil and apple cider vinegar with a variety of seasonings and stuff like that. Lemon juice and things that I put in there. Uh, and then my teas and my normal normal plain tea without using a tea pack is just real basic too. So you can look into those. Uh, other than that, I don't think I did mention I did go see the new Venom movie. Uh, Let There Be Carnage, I believe it's called. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. It was fun. Uh, Me and the wife went to the movie theater again. And we were the only ones in the theater except for one strange old guy came walking in with his tub of popcorn and stuff and stood there at the bottom of the theater for the longest time, kind of looking around, looking at us. We ended up taking different seats other than what we punched in on because I didn't realize what kind of theater it was, and I didn't want to walk all the way up and around the balcony. So we just took two seats, and I'm like, well, are we in your seats, or we can move? (laughs) He wouldn't answer me, though. He was all quiet, and then he finally walked around and went way up in the back, Walked around for a while, and then he walked out. So that was weird, but other than that, we were the only ones in that theater. So that was interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I enjoyed the movie, but it took me about a 40 minutes or so to get into it. Whereas the first Venom movie that I thought I wasn't going to care for, I ended up enjoying, but it took me about 20 minutes to get into that one. So I figured this one would have been faster to get into with it being a sequel. But it just took a little while. I I think the first movie was better in my opinion. But I did enjoy this. Woody Harrelson always does a great job in his roles. And he played Carnage. So that was fun. But check it out. It's worth... It's worth going to theaters nowadays, depending on where you live, but I've been in theaters that I have yet to see anything that was even one-fourth full, so (laughs) it's a nice time to go to the theater where there's lots of room, and you can rent, 
your own theater pretty cheap nowadays. I believe it's only a hundred dollars right now to rent a 30 some seater in our, our movie theater that we've been going to, but I will have to check that out some more. And other than that, I am going to leave it there for today. I think that's good. I do have some Minecraft. They had a Minecraft event last week that I finally got caught up on and checked out. I'll talk about that within the next day or two. I believe we have another PlayStation event coming up possibly tomorrow. So maybe I'll watch that and then do a little little video gaming style episode again. Update on things that have been happening. One thing that's really cool. <laughs> I got a notification that I had a dollar something in Microsoft points that were going to expire next month. So I had to use those up and I checked my Bing account and I had enough Microsoft points for another $10 Microsoft card. So I got the $10 card to go with my dollar something that I had left. And I went through the sales specials that Microsoft had going on currently. And to my surprise, I got Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And I can't remember what the other game is. I mentioned it a while back that they're coming out with that two-game set. I got it on sale for, I think it was $9.99 or some stuff, some shit with tax. And I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it last night, so tonight I'm going to play it again. But I can't wait. I love that game. <laughs> I spent a lot of hours playing that game. It's just a cheesy little game, but for some reason I just liked the way it played, the way it handled, and all that stuff. So It was fun back in the day, so see if I still like it now. I will have to find out, but yeah. Other than that, be good to yourself. Be good to others, unless they don't deserve it. There's a lot of pricks out there. <laughs> I ran into a bunch of them in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's just been, been one of those times. Where I got got to back off. Road rage is starting to happen again. <laughs> I should take all the road rage out on the monster. Put him down. But be good. Get along with everybody if you can. Don't start no shit. Don't shoot nobody unless you have to. <laughs> we'll get back to you. Hopefully. If not tomorrow. We'll get back to you by Thursday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. See if we can get some video gaming stuff up. Take care. Be good. Talk to you later.